0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much as always for joining us and making this a part of your morning routine. Please do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new and turn those notifications on so you never miss a show. Uh, Yesterday evening was interesting. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about uh, the... The mystery. Uh It's gone missing. Something has gone missing, people. I don't know about you, Um, but uh, I've not seen it in the news yet. I'm a little bit surprised, to be honest, because usually when things go missing, there's quite a big, there's, there's usually a massive fuss made about when things and quite rightly, too. But I don't know if you've seen the, the missing posters for Manchester United's title charge. Has anyone, have you... Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Because I certainly haven't. And last night, it went missing. So if you do see it, make sure you get in contact with the local authorities because, yes, uh, unfortunately, uh, it can't seem to be found anywhere. Anyway, good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Matt G, good morning to you, to Mark, Carl, Harrison, Olu, Red Star, Amira, Morgi, Trevor, uh, Kuhn. We've got uh, Guna Jake, Yomi, uh, Afsar, Blackshine, David, and Gustavo. Uh, Martin Condit, Stevie Eldervoatsa, Marcus and so many more of you as well. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Let's uh, crack on with today's stories. Uh, first of all, yesterday evening, we uh, continued on with our loan roundups, our monthly loan roundups returned. Uh, we had updates on Balogun, Tavares, Pepe, uh, Charlie La Lukonga, Austin Trusty. Um, we've got to be, we'll be having further updates later on through the season. We're doing this every month with the likes of Marquinhos as well as spent time at Norwich for the rest of the year. So plenty to discuss. If you haven't yet watched that, it is the last upload on the channel. So once you finish watching today's show, you can go back and listen to our lone roundup. As well. Certainly worth your time. Uh quick thing, if you're watching on YouTube, you're gonna start, unfortunately, unless anyone's got a solution for me, seeing these black lines at the top and bottom of the uh the, the slideshow. The, the reason for that is I've got I've got a new laptop with a bigger screen, but it's not a 16 by nine screen, it's a four by three screen. Didn't realise that uh would have an impact, otherwise I might have changed things, although I don't think it's too bad, but uh yeah, just if you were wondering why there's now black lines across the slides. That's because the print screens don't match up with the same size as as what the print screen page does anymore. Hope you can deal with that. Anyway, uh, Arsenal ladies beat uh, Manchester City in extra time to then face either West Ham United or Chelsea in the League Cup final. Uh, massive congratulations to the girls. Blackstenius got the goal in extra time. Uh, after it went through to uh, the additional minutes and knocked out. Obviously, one of the teams that are fighting for a, a title in the WSL. Big win. Um, and considering we're still without Meade and Miedema, uh we are going to be out without them for quite a while, to be fair. So the fact that we are without them is uh, massively hurting the side. But we managed to get through this fixture and we'll probably see Chelsea... Um, We'll probably see Chelsea with the uh, the quality they've got absolutely batter West Ham tonight. Uh, I hope they don't. I hope West Ham can get through because Chelsea are quite the uh, quite the animal, uh, as we know. So, uh, yes, hopefully West Ham can do us a big favour and knock them out of the competition in tonight's semi-final. Uh, as I mentioned and alluded to at the start of the show, uh, Nyonto and Leeds managed to take points away from Manchester United at Old Trafford. First game without Casemiro, First game, dropping points. You know, it's the difference between losing key players. You look at Arsenal, we lose Gabriel Jesus and we're able to come through with the points. You know, even losing Thomas Partey, of course, earlier this season, we managed to bring in Samuel Lukonga and get the points against Aston Villa. Uh, He's since returned, of course, and we've been fine and still sit top of the table. But take Casemiro away from Man United and all of a sudden everything falls apart. Um Leeds though I think did uh, a really good job considering obviously they've just lost uh just lost Jesse Marsh and unfortunately because of that uh it it's a shame I say unfortunately it's a shame because I like Jesse Marsh and obviously I've got my connections with Red Bull with him there but it's a shame that it didn't really work out for him. He kept them up from relegation last season, but it was certainly, I think, the right decision to be made. Um, But yes, Nyonso looks quite an interesting player that they've managed to get in, who also actually came from Austria, I believe, in the summer. Uh, Now, Alexander Zinchenko has won the Arsenal Player of the Month award, voted for by supporters. And I actually did an article about this yesterday, in which, for me... Zinchenko could end up going down as what could be the most important signing of the decade. And I'm talking about the decade a lot on the channel, talking about Man City's game on Wednesday being the most important game of the decade. I genuinely think that Zinchenko could be Arsenal's most important signing of the last 10 years. The way in which he has raised the level and expectation of this team to now be in a position to fight for titles, combined with the quality that he brings on the field and the leadership that he has, He has been absolutely superb. And if we are to win the title this season, Zinchenko will have a massive, massive impact on this team. And I look forward to seeing what else he brings uh, between now and the rest of his time at the club. But he has been absolutely brilliant for us and uh yeah i'm putting a really good case i think toward him being maybe our most important signing of the decade anyway gabriel jesus speaking about another really important uh signing gabriel jesus returned to colney uh to continue uh with kind of you know his. uh His rehabilitation, obviously you want to see him returning to Colney because you get an immediate boost and you think it's better now. I should say that we will be, and you'll get further indication and, and background on his situation in our Eat, Sleep, Arsenal repeat podcast. That'll be going up at lunchtime today we recorded it last night with dr raj and owen so that'll be going up later for you to watch so another upload coming for you on the channel in the space of what less than four hours so make sure that you've got those notifications turned on it'll be a premiere so you'll be able to use the chat box alongside it with your lunch so make sure that you do tune in at 12 o'clock for that one but yes gabriel jesus has indeed returned to london colney and is stepping up his return from injury there's hope that he'll be back at the start of march i'm hoping that's certainly the case let's see what happens with the striker. Now on to transfers and Arsenal, according to reports in Spain, are considering a move in the summer for Ansu Fati. Uh, The the, the La Masia, that's the word I was going for, the La Masia Academy graduate has uh, obviously had a mixed time since he burst onto the scene. Looks like one of the greatest talents of his generation when he first arrived and that big, big knee injury really did kind of hamper his progression but playing primarily on the left flank it does create a question about Arsenal's interest because we've got Gabriel Martinelli, we've got Emile Smith-Rowe, we've got Leandro Trossard. Does Ansu Fati have a place in this team? He can play through the middle which is certainly a plus if you wanted to sign him Um, and I'm sure there's scope for him to also play on the right-hand side but very exciting player still. And if Arsenal were able to get him for a good price, I think it would certainly add plenty of depth of quality to the forward line. And maybe Arsenal and Arteta could revive what he is capable of. So let's see what this one uh, follows and tracks up until the summer transfer window. But as I always tell you, during this period after the January window, there is a little bit of a lag time with some of these links and rumours that tend to disappear quite quickly. Let's see if this one turns out to be one of those. And finally, Moises Caicedo could be in for still a summer move away from Brighton. According to Ben Jacobs, there's an expectation that the price tag and the money that Arsenal were going in with for Caicedo won't be as high as they did, should they indeed return for the player in the summer. With him being obviously uh, subject to bids in January, that raised the price considerably. And with a year less or six months left on his contracts come the summer, Arsenal will be hoping, if they do indeed return for the player, to be able to sign him for much less than what they were bidding for him in that January transfer window. It will depend, of course, a lot on who else goes in for Caicedo. If there is a bit of a bidding war, that could again raise the price. If he has a really strong end to the season, We will have to see what indeed happens with him and in the summer, whether Arsenal will return with another serious bid for the Ecuadorian international who created quite a storm between the two sides, potentially even damaging the relationship between the clubs as well. And that brings us to an end of part one. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. Okay, uh, part two there. Let's go into your questions. Guna Jake says, Tom, uh, did you see the slow, uh, the slow sports headline? The Sky Sports headline, Sancho Stars in United Comeback. If it was Arsenal, it would have read Arsenal crumble and held by managerless leads. Yes, I did. I even tweeted out a quote tweet of the uh, the person that pointed this out on social media. It's so true. It's so incredibly true. The headline, yeah, Sancho stars as Manchester United come from two goals down to draw against managerless Leeds. It makes them sound like they're like, it makes them sound incredible. It makes them sound like they've not just embarrassed themselves against the manager's lead side at home at Old Trafford. Um, It should have said Casemiro-less Manchester United struggle to overcome Leeds just after sacking jesse marsh um and they didn't even overcome them you know so it should have been something along those lines that really did highlight how poor they were and how much they let down their supporter base with that performance um (laughs) thank you everybody in the chat box for the kind words really very much appreciate it um Let's go to Piniwini says, are transfer links that start around now actually solid or just speculative at this stage in general? There are obviously very genuine uh, links out there. The Declan Rice story in particular, Arsenal are very interesting. Declan Rice, he is Arsenal's priority target for the summer at this moment in time. So, yes, there are certainly uh, legitimate stories out there. We tried to bring you them all and then talk about whether or not how real we think they are. But, yes, I can tell you that there are certainly solid stories out there right now and others that I think you can tell there's probably a greater number of more speculative links also going on. Uh, Leeds Gunner says, uh, should Reese Nelson be given a new contract if he revives his form before the end of the season? A good option for the squad depth, especially if we spend 100 million plus on a midfielder. Uh, I don't think so. I think you also have to open up the pathway for potential young players coming through. And Reese Nelson, who, if we're being 100% honest, is just purely depth. is probably best off trying to revive, kickstart, refurbish his career elsewhere. He's 23 now. You know, he's not a kid. And unfortunately, there maybe are some young players that are coming through, Marquinhos being one of them, that uh, we need to make space for. But there's others that you also can't afford to allow to leave. And maybe Nelson staying is one of the reasons why Amari Hutchinson felt that he didn't have a place in this team because Nelson was staying. So we need to be smart with what we do in the market with Nelson. And I think probably the most likely outcome is him moving on, in the summer transfer window on a free because his contract does of course run out Uh, amira says we say squad rotation in the premier league will be crucial when we have champions league football but surely arteta can start practicing with that now having the same 11 is great and all but doesn't really help bench players in coming in cold um i think that rotation is obviously something that arteta needs to learn it's not something he's had to deal with for his time at arsenal so far he's just kind of picked his strongest 11 as much as feasibly possible now this weekend we've got Brentford and then City on the in the midweek so it'll be intriguing to see if he does make any changes he doesn't tend to like even if you've got a game in the space of a few days in the Premier League in particular to make those changes remember there was a period I think it was the season before last where we had a game on Sunday when Sunday Thursday or Sunday Wednesday Saturday it was a really tight turnaround of like seven days three games he played the same team in all three so he's not averse to using uh, the same team or lacking rotation in what he wants to do so I don't necessarily expect that we will see that Uh, by the way guys if you haven't yet dropped a like on the video I really would appreciate it continuing to show as much support for the channel it means a lot so if you haven't yet click that thumbs up please make sure that you do Um, let's go to Kev who says Tom do you think the rest of the league are now sabotaging their own seasons purely so Arsenal's impending title win will be tarnished with the oh, it was an off-season for everyone else. Um, (laughs) No, I don't, Kev. Uh, Although I do think that you might see some people out there that try to play down Arsenal's potential title win this season. will obviously point towards other teams like Liverpool, Chelsea, having an off-season. Doesn't matter, mate. Does not matter. You've got to step up. You know, you have got to win the title. Let's be real. You know, when Arsenal won the league back in the 90s and the noughties, Arsenal and Man United were the two powerhouses. Yes, you had Chelsea uh, towards the obviously the mid uh, early to mid noughties as well, starting to build and be more competitive. If we're honest, it was just kind of Arsenal and Man United. So you could have an argument there that yes, they won titles and we lauded them for those titles, but where was the competition for them then compared to now? And I don't want to take anything away from that, but I'm purely saying that you know, you think about the level of competition in the leagues. Arsenal have got Man City with them. You know, there's still teams that are doing really well this season. Other teams that are better, like Newcastle, of course, Brighton, uh, even Brentford, who we've got the weekend, are having a very good season. So you've got to think about that. So whilst you might see people try to play down any potential title win that we have, we'll know what it is, and we'll know what achievement it is should we, touch wood, be able to do it. Rolling um, <laughs> Roll Six says, You thought you were a journalist? No, you now work in a marketing and will be judged as such. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am judged. No matter what I do, no matter what profession I have, I'm judged in all forms of careers. It's clearly seen in the chat box. Um, Aaron says, Tom, do you think that Declan Rice should be our priority signing in the summer or should we be going back in for Caicedo? I think that we should be targeting Declan Rice over Caicedo. Yes, I think that he's a player that I would love to see at Arsenal. I think the statement that it makes to the league, I think it's one of the signs that a team that is looking to establish themselves at the top of the table and as established title challengers you Year on you would make. I think that he's a very, very good player. He's going to be very, very expensive, but uh, hopefully Arsenal can get him done for a relatively reasonable price in the context of the situation. Um, Charlie says, how do you know the Rice story is legit? Well, from reliable sources, <laughs> to be honest, Charlie. Um, reliable sources have not only indicated to myself and Kaya at FL, but you've seen plenty of other uh, very well-respected people in the industry Uh, are being told that this is indeed the case Uh, van duty if man city is getting heavily punished and with the impending takeovers of man united and liverpool do you think there'll be another big push for a super league with their own regulations Ooh, uh it's a good question to be fair um the the super league was always around kind of the historical aspect of ensuring clubs like arsenal Man United, even though they weren't really up there with the best at the time of the Super League being talked about, would be included. Same with other teams as well, like Milan, who weren't Serie A title winners at the time. Um, Atletico Madrid, you know, you could argue, no, they've won the title, I know, recently. But you look at this and you think, PSG, you know, PSG historically, I mean, they're a pretty young club, PSG, in fairness. You know, they've won plenty of Liga titles recently because of the money, but historically they're not they're quite similar to to man city in their recent kind of success man city obviously a much more historical club going back much further but you know what i mean and i'm not sure that man city's situation would change the super league scenario i think we'll see another rebirth of it i think we'll see another go at it it's almost certain that we'll see people try once again too uh rebirth the super league it will happen at one stage i'm sure i mean the champions league restructuring is very similar it's got a round robin league system it's not going to have group stages anymore we're going to have a round robin system so it's already getting towards that stage uh dan and dylan uh says How do you all uh not sure if this has been asked yet but do we think that jesus is closer than we all think and back for the city game No, (laughs) it's short. No, I don't think he is closer than we think. Maybe he's closer than in the greater context of when we're thinking March time, But I'd be very, very surprised if indeed we do see um, Gabriel Jesus in February. I'd be very, very surprised if we saw him in February. Uh, I hope I'm wrong and that we do. That'd be great. But I just don't think so. Uh, Morgie says, Tom, you might need some attention to your fantasy team. You seem to be going backwards. Thanks, Morgie. Appreciate that one, mate. Um, (laughs) I know I made the mistake this week of not changing my captain um, to either one of Rashford or, or Fernandez, I made a big mistake there. Uh, I just didn't think about it. I just, I've just i just kept... Um, What's-his-face? Harland as captain this entire season, pretty much. Uh, yeah, not great. Lowest scorer in my friends group league this week. Yeah, that has... That's really damaged, really damaged me this week. A lot of people use their triple captain this week on Rashford and have got themselves... I mean, what? How many points have they got? 60 from Rashford. So... They've done very well. Very well indeed. Yeah. (laughs) Not the best, Morgie. Not the best. Um, Stephen says, Tom, do you think uh, like I do where a blip uh, in the season was Everton and it ends on Saturday? I'm hoping so, Stephen. Um, You know, I think I've used the terminology of every season has a worst game. And I'm hoping that Everton was our worst game. That's what I'm kind of hoping. I'm hoping it was a blip because we haven't lost... More than two games at once this whole season in a row. So let's see if we can kind of overcome that. To be fair, I don't think we've lost two two games in a row this whole season, but it happened. Uh, let's hopefully prevent it from becoming three games without a win. Uh, Mark says, "What would you what would you change lineup wise with the existing team to improve the number of chances we're creating?" It's, I'm not sure I would change too much at all, Mark, to be honest. I think it's about game states. So it's more about if the the starting lineup that we all know should start the game against Brentford and against Man City, which isn't any changes for me anyway. Um, you, It's about how you change the system, change the structure of the lineup in game that then makes you more offensive, maybe makes it more risky, of course. But you move Trossard in for a Xhaka or an Odegaard and you go with kind of two forwards playing in the middle with Enketia and then you've got Martinelli and Saka And the idea is, You move Vieira in for Xhaka, if you like. You put Nelson on for one of the right-backs, and then you go more attacking in that way. You bring Tierney on and move Zinchenko into midfield. There are lots of things that Arsenal could do um, to be more offensive, more attacking. But, uh, yeah, very, very... Difficult to say anything about the starting lineup because I think the lineup in the starting sense is good enough but more than good enough to to win every single game that we're going to play this season. So I think it's more about what we do in game than it is with the starting lineup, if that makes sense. Uh, Akmal says, what are your thoughts on Arsene Wenger's comments on the City financial scandal? They took a lot of our players in those years. Yeah, this is a legacy comment. Um let me try and find the quotes uh, Matt, I'm sure didn't he say this a while ago I'm pretty sure he did uh, let me find the question speaking in 2020 at the LaRoe Awards Venga spoke about City and financial fair play when City were facing sanctions from UEFA he said I uh, he said they bought all my players jokingly we've all seen the clip uh, he says I think this is a deep question sport is to win by respecting the rules that's what it is all about we celebrate the best in every sport but we want to know that they respect the rules if there is no respect for the rules then it is not real sport so I think what is most important is the rules exist so you have to respect them and once you go into a competition you sign in by agreeing to accept the rules um he's not saying that anyone's broken them he's not making any accusations it's all very kind of indirect what he's saying so nothing can really be implied uh, accurately but my thoughts are is that he's he's right you know you have to respect the rules of a competition when you go into it these obviously were comments back in 2020 not comments in relation to the latest round of uh, of of discussions around man city but you can't say he's not wrong you have to respect the rules and if you don't do that then you will face hopefully relevant punishment we know that man city didn't face punishment back in 2020 whatever you make of that is your own opinion but they didn't face punishment other than the financial punishment which really was nothing compared to being chucked out of european football for a couple of seasons which what that was what they were initially being looked at for um let's go to Massi Bulele says hey Tom mad trying to catch a live one just moved to the USA from South Africa oh you must be having to tune in very early in the morning well firstly congratulations on your move I hope that it's a success and you find uh happiness and prosperity in your new location but uh Yes, it's going to be tricky for you to catch one of these morning live shows. Maybe you'll have to become one of our evening show people, uh, Masipolele. But I appreciate you getting up early to watch the show. Um, Marcus says, is Martinelli burnt out after the World Cup? Not been the same player. And is White just a dip in form? uh, The dip in form for White is nothing to do with the World Cup. He came back really well, played well against Brighton, played well against West Ham. And it's kind of dipped in the new year rather than it being anything to do with the World Cup. Martinelli, though, you're right, has dipped since the World Cup. Is it worth us changing him out for Trossard, giving a bit of a, a kick in the backside to say, look, if you if you can't step up that form, then you've got a player behind you that's going to take your place. At the same time, there's also an argument that says that the best way to get players back into form is to play them. Um, and if they have a good game, then that kind of gets them out of it. That's why I wouldn't drop White against Brentford. I would play White against Brentford. Um, and I would use him in that sense as well. So let's see um, what happens at the weekend, but it is intriguing to see what Arteta will choose. I think you'll probably still pick the same strong lineup to see if they can get themselves out of the position they were in against Everton and then make change in the second half if we are struggling. But uh, yeah, for me, why is nothing to do with the world cup. It's just a slight dip in form. Martinelli, Might be something to do with that as well. Um, Let's go to Mike says, am I late enough to be the last one to say good morning? I'm sure now you're going to provoke more people saying good morning, Mike. But good morning to you. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well. Uh, Louis Shriver says this is a 9 p.m. show for me. I'm assuming you might be out in Australia or East Asia somewhere. Um, But uh, yes, this is a really, obviously I say every morning the show's at 8 a.m but uh, that's my time. And obviously the majority of our listeners are from the UK or from this time zone, but we have like, I think 40% of our listenership is at least uh, based over in the US. So they, if they're listening, are getting up very, or Canada, of course, and South America um, are very, very uh, committed listeners indeed. I will be traveling out to Chicago in April. So the 8 a.m. shows will be interesting. Um, I don't know whether to do it at 8 a.m., my time when i'm there (laughs) or 8 a.m still uk time um but that would be a ridiculously early point but if i did an 8 a.m show out there in the u.s it would be what how late would that be 12 one one in the afternoon in april unless there's daylight savings so maybe it's a lunchtime show when we do them uh when we go to the u.s so it will change for like eight days, Um, but there you go. Uh, Matt, I am going to be, hopefully, visiting the Globe Pub, indeed. I'm going over there between uh, the Europe, one of the Europa League games on a Thursday, and then there's an event for Arsenal supporters hopefully being put together uh, over the weekend there as well in those dates. Once we have more information, I'll be able to tell you all about it. And if you are based in the US, or if you are based in Canada or North America uh, or South America, or if you're flying over to America during that period that I tell you when it's going to be, then great come and, uh, and join what hopefully will be a really, really great event. Uh, Carl says, hey, Tom, when can I buy one of the hats? So uh, this is kind of the last thing I'll talk about today. The This is going to be hopefully very soon. It's getting closer. We're just kind of sorting out the website side of things and stock and that sort of stuff. But as I said before, if you do like... This stuff. Um, it's going to be UK only first before we expand it. It's non-profit. The, all of the profits that we make from this are going to be going A to the local business that we're supporting, B to the Arsenal Foundation, and C to Cancer McMillan support. So um, all of that is going to be happening soon. Once I have more information on when it will be launching properly. I will indeed be in contact with you guys. So UK first, if it's doing well, then hopefully we'll be able to expand it more globally too. So that's that's going to be And obviously when I travel over to Chicago, I'll hopefully be able to bring a few with me so people over in the US can get their hands on some if they come to the events that we already have going on as well. Um, will I do some hats as competition prizes? Potentially. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Um, yes, I think that we will do some merch competition prizes throughout the time that we do the shows. So, yes, I think we'll probably do it that way. That's going to be great. Look forward to it. Um, Thank you so much, guys, uh, for tuning in. Really appreciate the content um, being supported, as always. Do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. Um, and yes, uh, I look forward to speaking to you. Well, I say speaking to you, we'll have another show for you at midday. Uh, the Eat, Sleep, Arsenal Repeat Podcast, episode eight, will be out. I don't think there's a show this evening. Unless I do the preview, but I think I'm going to be doing the preview show tomorrow uh, for the game against Brentford. So members get ready to see a message pop up in the Discord server. Of course, if you would like to help support the channel, you can become a member, join our Discord server, get involved with the shows. And basically, if you enjoy this daily chat box that you get involved with every morning or wherever you happen to be in the world, the Discord server is basically that all day. 24-7, wherever you are in the world, there's always someone talking about Arsenal in that chat. You get to watch the games uh, with that chat box and uh, get involved in the game time chat, talk about transfers. I give you all the updates about what's going on in the channel. Always, always uh, be as transparent as I possibly can be about the... Uh, Uh, about the anything business-wise going on with the channel. And I always run it by our members first before we do anything, uh, as they will certainly tell you that we do. So uh, I look forward to that. Uh, Thank you guys uh, so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I will see you again very, very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal.